The Carolina Hurricanes recently released their 23-24 schedule. In this episode, we break down the schedule, stretches we're looking forward to, stretches we're not looking forward to, all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Monday afternoon. And I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Schnitker. How are you doing on this Monday afternoon, Andrew? I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm you know, looking up, up through the hurricane schedule is something that I look forward to every year. You know, it's any favorite team, really. I mean, for me with them, with the Chiefs, anytime you get that schedule, you know when the next year's games are going to be. It's always a fun time, at least for me, to kind of go through it and break it down. So I'm excited to do that today. Yes, I am as well. And you mentioned this uh, just before we hit record, and it's something that you know, think we you know, should at least mention. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. Uh, but it was all but expected that the Hurricanes would make their trade to reacquire Tony D'Angelo yesterday, as that would have been the day they would have been able to do the trade. Uh, but it didn't happen as of recording as of 12.05 p.m. on July 10th. It has not happened yet. Uh, and Don Waddell had said in the uh, press conference you were uh, covering that that trade was basically agreed on in principle. They just had to wait for it to happen or wait for the date. Uh, but it has not happened. Uh, do you... I know a lot of folks are... Uh, thinking yeah the trade mail fell through or any or whatever uh and you know, it, we've said you know multiple times that this was a trade you know if it doesn't happen we're not going to be upset uh but it does now feel like oh this hasn't happened yet and it's definitely eyebrow raising because it was one that was almost guaranteed to happen yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you would have thought that if, you know, all the I's were dotted, all the T's crossed, they had the agreement, they were just waiting on the date to do it, that it would have been done yesterday. Now, it could still be done. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could happen today. Maybe yesterday, you know, I don't know, the fly, maybe Danny Breer went to the lake, maybe Dom Waddell went to the beach, you know, it was the weekend, who knows, but so it could get done today or, I mean, something could have changed. You know, the Hurricanes yeah. might have decided to wait to see what happens with their pursuit of Eric Carlson, to see what happens with Brett Pesci, to see or just decided not to do it. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's unlikely that they just straight up decided not to do it because uh -huh. I think it was it was something they wanted to do. I think it would be that they – that they have something else that's impacting it. So I don't know. They, I, I could see them waiting on some of these other potential moves they might have in the hopper at this point. Yeah, that's definitely what I was thinking when, you know, the day you know, just kept going on and on and on and nothing was coming out about it because you know, I was fully prepared when we we're you know, getting the episode ready of being talking about 
uh, or talking about that trade, but it has not happened. And I do think you're right. I think that uh, something there may be something else that they're just kind of holding off on it, whether it be Pesci, whether it be Carlson or whoever. I think that there could be uh, something there that they're like, oh, hold on, Philly. Hold on. Let's see how this goes real quick, and then we'll get back to you. Because I think that, honestly, is probably the most likely. Uh, there's something there's something that you know, they could be able to – is a player they could be able to acquire that would just negate the need for them to trade for D'Angelo. Uh, again, whether it be Carlson or getting something worked out with Pesci, uh, being able to keep him. Uh, I, I think that's – probably what's going on well you think about if they were if the biggest reason to get d'angelo was so he could quarterback your second power play unit if you get eric carlson then you've got brent burns and eric carlson as your two power play quarterbacks Mm -hmm. you're kind of good there um you know it doesn't hurt to have depth those guys are both older but you know d'angelo most of his value is going to come on the power play we've talked about his limitations at even strength so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's plausible to me. I mean, watch now. They'll do it as we're recording, and I am keeping an eye, an eye on things as usual. But yeah, for now, Tony D'Angelo remains in the city of brotherly love. Yes, for now. And we will continue to talk about that as uh, time goes on. If you know something comes out where the trade has fallen through, we'll talk about it. If the trade goes through, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, but moving uh, back on to uh, your regularly scheduled programming of, you know, breaking down the uh, upcoming schedule. And I just realized that the thing says 22-23, not 23-24. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Uh, numbers are hard. Yeah, no, numbers are really hard. Uh, but, yeah, diving into this schedule, uh, we're going to mention the preseason. Uh, you know, that kicks off on the 26th against Tampa Bay. Uh, you have back-to-backs on the 26th and 27th against Florida, excuse me, Tampa, and then Florida, and then you have a TBD against uh, Florida as well, and then Tampa Bay again, and then Nashville to close out those last two preseason games, and then you finally dive into regular season uh, home opener. On October 11th uh, against the Ottawa Senators, that's one that uh, folks always have that one circled on their calendars because it's the home opener. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. You know, home opener is always fun. You know, you get to go out there, see the whole roster announced with, you know, the all the fun, you know, smoke show and stuff that they do, you know, the on ice projections. I remember, do they still do Thunderstruck for the intros? I wasn't at opening night this past year. I don't believe they did. Man, they, that was the one fun thing about the uh, the early, the like mid-2010s. I remember for a few years there, they would play Thunderstruck when they as they were announcing the roster on opening night, and that was fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's your first chance to see the team on the ice. Obviously this year, you know, first chance to see guys like Dmitry Orlov, Michael Bunting, maybe others such as Eric Carlson in a Hurricanes uniform. And yeah, you know, opening night is always a great time. And the Hurricanes have done pretty well on opening nights uh, with Rod Brendamore as head coach. So 
you know, hopefully you can look forward to starting off 1-0 there. Yes, and then uh, right after, uh, we, of course, have our beginning of the season West Coast road trip. Uh, they do this pretty much every year because of the North Carolina State Fair going on, and it's right by PNC Arena, and traffic gets really freaking congested over there. Uh, so no surprise that they are you know, doing that yet again. They are start that on October 14th at L.A., and then on the 15th, they're at Anaheim, 17th at San Jose, 19th at Seattle, 21st at Colorado, 24th, they're back on the East Coast at Tampa Bay, and then they will finally be back home uh, to take on Seattle again on October 26th. So nice little road stretch to start out the season. Again, you're always, you know, just starting out with the California teams now going up to into Seattle as well. So, yeah, uh, that's always going to be fun starting out the season with some Canes after dark. Yeah, it's interesting, um, you know, going on the road to play all three California teams, not quite as intimidating as it would have been several years ago. The Ducks and Sharks have kind of fallen off. The Kings are getting back up there. It'll be interesting to see the Avalanche, you know, obviously I think still a really strong team kind of fell off a bit last year, how they're doing, you know, one year removed from that post Stanley Cup hangover. And the other interesting thing to me is they come back from that road trip and they have a back to back at home against Seattle and San Jose after playing both of them on the road. So that'll be it for each of those two teams um, for their two because you get you play two games apiece against the west each team in the western conference which the one thing that's funny to me there is they end october with a game at philly which is their first metropolitan division game so they're going to play both seattle and san jose twice before they play a single game in the metropolitan division Mm -hmm. yep and they only have the three uh eastern conference opponents with ottawa uh, Tampa and Philly, they're playing, they're just knocking out all of their uh, Western Conference opponents first, and then you know you mentioned you know uh, you know the uh, Metro uh, opponent on the thirtieth with uh, being Philly. Then you also have uh, two games uh, up in New York, one at New York Rangers on November second, and then uh, at New York Islanders on November fourth. And we will continue to dive into November, December, and all the way through right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, baseball season is in full swing, and it is a very common occurrence to see myself and or Andrew wearing a baseball team t-shirt, whether it be the Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, or Boston Red Sox. You guys know that we love baseball here and We love our minor league baseball, too. But if you're willing to place a bet on the big leagues, do so with FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200. You can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to get the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. 
There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, getting into November, again, I did mention you know, that you have uh, two more Metro uh, Division games to start out in November. And November is going to be a pretty full month. Again, you have the Rangers, you have the Islanders, then you also have Buffalo at home on the 7th, then you're at Florida, then you're at Tampa Bay, then you got Philly again, then you got Pittsburgh, then Edmonton, then Tampa, then Columbus, then Philly, then New York Islanders again. November, yeah, there's are a couple games that look like they could be a bit easier, but whew, November's looking a bit tough. Yeah, the one part of November that I would really look forward to is you've got that five-game homestand in the middle of the month mm-hmm. with the Flyers, Penguins, Oilers, Lightning, Blue Jackets, especially you've got the Oilers the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. The Lightning on Black Friday at 8, that should be a really fun one. Lots of people in town. I'm sure that one will be in high demand. Uh, Blue Jackets that Sunday of that weekend, I said, I always like to go to um, Kane's games around the holidays, so those will be some I'm looking forward to. That'll actually that'll be a fun weekend in those parts with that Lightning on the 24th and Blue Jackets on the 26th because then on that Saturday, the 25th, you've got the – NC State UNC football game at Carter mm-hmm. Finley Stadium. So definitely going to be some fun times in these parts. That are that November home stand is definitely a stretch that I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, that's really going to be fun uh, for sure. And then you mentioned that home stand uh, there in November. Then uh, in December they have quite a few road games. Uh, you know they kick off December at home against Buffalo. Then on the fourth, they're on the road at Winnipeg, then at Edmonton, then at Calgary, then at Vancouver, then at Ottawa, then at Detroit. And then they aren't back home again until the 15th of December when they take on the Nashville Predators. So then they they're getting uh, part of their Canadian road trip knocked out there at the beginning of December. Then uh, they also have a three game homestand Nashville, like I said, then Washington then Vegas. Then they're at Pittsburgh. Then they're back home against Nashville. Then they're on the road again against Nashville. Then Montreal. And they're closing out 2023 north of the border at Toronto. Uh, And that should be a fun stretch there. Uh, Again, you you got some more Canes after dark games there. And you got to figure the uh, Metro Division games in there. Pittsburgh. Uh, and New York Islanders, those are going to be fun as always. And same with Washington. Yeah, definitely. You've got some big divisional matchups in this month. Pretty typical to see the Hurricanes on the road for a lot of early and mid-December because there tend to be a mm-hmm. lot of concerts at PNC Arena during that time. Yep. Train Siberian Orchestra often comes to town during that time. Highly recommend if you've never been. Um but yeah, you know, you've got another couple options for holiday games here. Islanders two days before Christmas, Canadians a few days after. One disappointment for me here, no New Year's Eve game. They've no had those in the past, especially the ones at home are really fun. One of my favorite games I've ever been to was, I think, New Year's Eve in 2014. They played Montreal at home. 
were down three nothing after two periods, ended up coming back to win five four in overtime. That was a really fun night. So that, that that's my only disappointment here with this uh this early you know, the 2023 portion of the schedule, this December schedule is no New Year's Eve game. That is something that I've always enjoyed. And actually, I just remembered this. You mentioned the concert uh, there in December. Actually, during their West Coast road trip, there's going to be a show at PNC Arena that I will be at. And that is Shania Twain. So, oh, awesome. Forgot oh, yeah, that. that's going to be fun, of course. Uh, and kicking off uh, 2024, uh, they are kicking it off on the road again, you know, carrying over from being up in Toronto on the 30th. Then they are at New York Rangers on January 2nd, then at Washington Capitals on January 5th. Those are going to be some tough games right there. Uh, definitely the uh, January 2nd one as well, uh, simply because of kind of the New Year's hangovers. Uh, you know, everyone, you know, regardless of the team or sport, you know, you're playing on New Year's Day or uh, January 2nd. Folks tend to be a bit sluggish in those games. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. And then they are at home for a good bit of January uh, following then uh, the second half of back to back. Uh, you know, they were at Washington. Then they have St. Louis, Anaheim, Pittsburgh, L.A., Detroit, and Minnesota all at home. Then they are on the road briefly on January 24th up in Boston. Then they're back home on the 25th and 27th, taking on New Jersey and Arizona, respectively. So a lot of home games in January. So if you're wanting to catch a game uh, this season, January is definitely looking like a good place to do it. Yeah, you've got a six-game homestand there in January, eight out of 11 at home in January. So I look for January to be a big month here for the Canes to really bank some points because you've got a lot of win- of these games at home are winnable. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you've got – is that their first game against New Jersey? Did we figure that out? Yes. When we talked about it the first time? Yeah, so I think that's going to be a big game, those head-to-head matchups, because – as things stand right now, this offseason, I expect the Hurricanes and Devils to be neck and neck for the Metropolitan Division again, for it to come down to the wire. So doing well in those head-to-head matchups, I think, is going to be key. And that's obviously going to be a very, probably the toughest back-to-back of the season, having to go to Boston and then come home and play the Devils. Um, but like I said, a lot of other winnable games this month. Mm-hmm. You look at teams like the Ducks, Red Wings, Wild. Coyotes at home, you know, you got some other fun matchups like the Penguins. That's always a good one. You know, you can go see all the people um, in black and gold that flock over from Kerry to go to the game. You've got the Kings at home, you know, solid team. So, yeah, I I think there's some fun matchups in January, but I think January is going to be a big month for them with all these home games, with some winnable games at home, like I said to really bank some points and start gearing up for that stretch run in metropolitan division race. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And again, you just had to get the shot uh, fired at all the transplants from up North. Uh, you obviously see those a lot with the uh, Rangers uh, games as well. Uh, and then following that game against Arizona is of course the all-star break all-star weekend is February 2nd and 3rd up in Toronto and that will kick off the month of February obviously we're excited to see which hurricane or hurricanes will be named to the all-star game 
Uh, but we got to get through quite a bit of hockey before we get to that. And then we will uh, get into the second half of the season. And that's always really fun. That's when things start heating up. And we will dive into the second half of the season right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, we're back. And now it's time to dive into the second half of the season. And this, of course, is where things will really start to heat up, uh, especially, you know, like you said, uh, Hurricanes and Devils uh, being uh, pretty neck and neck uh, this coming season for the Metro. I'm expecting that as well. Uh, they are continuing their homestand, actually, uh, following All-Star break. You, again, you had New Jersey and Arizona on the 25th and 27th, and then on the 6th and 8th and then 10th, you have Vancouver, Colorado, and then New Jersey again. So those are going to be, you know, important games there to uh games against new jersey in fairly quick succession then on the road again dallas arizona vegas and then back home chicago florida and dallas i try to combine chicago and florida there uh then at buffalo at minnesota at columbus uh to close out the month of february uh wait this is a leap year i guess it is february 29th Okay, uh, I didn't realize this was a leap year this Columbus, year. Or 2024, yeah. yeah, it is a leap year, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the Hurricanes have any um, leap day babies on their team. I know Cam, I think Cam Ward, didn't Cam Ward have a leap day birthday? I think I remember that I being talked so. about. But this, the, so. the one thing that's it's funny about this month is it's like it goes in perfect succession. You've got Six on the road, six at home, and it's like three-game homestand, three-game road trip, three-game homestand, three-game road trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really great. And honestly, man, I kind of want to know the Hurricanes' record on uh, leap year days. Uh, so that'll be fun to do once you know, we get you know to that in February. Uh, then in the month of March, that's, of course, going to be a really, really packed one. We're going to have to rapid-fire this one. March 2nd, Winnipeg. March. Uh, March 7th, Montreal, March 9th at New Jersey, March 10th, Calgary, March 12th, New Jersey, New York Rangers, March 14th, Florida, uh, March 16th at Toronto, March 17th at Ottawa, March 19th at New York Islanders, <sighs> March 21st, Philadelphia, March 22nd at Washington, March 24th, Toronto, March 26th, uh i've lost my place at pittsburgh march 28th detroit march 30th at montreal holy crap march is a jam-packed uh i definitely feel we're gonna be uh seeing the hurricanes look a bit gassed there uh somewhat because there's definitely a few back-to-backs there yeah march madness indeed for the hurricanes again fairly typical of march to be a busy month obviously this is another month where i think you know, the met that, you know, they, they we're really going to be getting into the stretch run of looking at, okay, where are they at in the Metro race? You know, are they leading? Are they chasing? They've got that other head to head, you know, another head to head matchup at New Jersey on the ninth. Again, I think those games are going to be really, really important this year. Uh, fun three game homestand with the Flames, then the Rangers with more friends from Kerry in tow, and then the Panthers. So some opportunity and a little opportunity there to get a few home games in again, more of an even mix of home and road after that 
December road trip. The Hurricanes don't really have any other lengthy road trips other than, well, we'll, we'll get to the last one in yeah. a bit here. But yeah, I think this is again, you know, going to be a month where depth is going to be important. You might see some guys called up from the AHL as guys get banged up, guys get rested a little bit for the playoff run. Um, especially with all of these games, but again, going to be important because I really do think it's going to be neck and neck between the hurricanes and devils for the division again. Yep. I, I agree hundred percent. I think that you're definitely going to be seeing, you know, some call-ups uh, in March for sure. Uh, probably, probably some in February as well. It really wouldn't surprise me uh, because at that point, you know, you're really into the season you know, uh, that bump you took in November that you know, just keeps getting aggravated and aggravated. It's going to be worse and worse, you know, come March. Uh, so, yeah, fully expecting you know, some call-ups there. Uh, I agree with you there. And then getting into April, uh, you have a three-game homestand to uh, started out April 4th, uh, Boston, April 5th, Washington, and then the Hurricanes' final home game of the regular season april 7th against the columbus blue jackets and i feel like quite often the blue jackets are either the hurricanes first opponent of the season uh at home or their last opponent of the season at home it just feels like it's very often columbus is like either the first home game or the last home game of the year. Well, they were the home opener last year, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. And I think yeah. they were the year before too. Yeah. I mean, divisional opponent, you know, play them four times. So you're, you're going to see that common. Um, yeah. They'll play two of their season series against Columbus because they will actually end mm-hmm. the regular season as a whole at Columbus. A bit of a tough one here. They have to end with a four game road trip at Boston, at St. Louis, at Chicago, at, columbus so definitely you know if the hurricanes are going to still need some points in that stretch to wrap up the metropolitan division they're gonna have to be road warriors you look at last year they did clinch the division with a regular season ending win at florida so we know that they can do it Mm -hmm. but obviously if they were going into game 82 needing to wrap it up again columbus i'm sure would love to play spoiler oh yeah Uh, oh yeah you know they would you know they would uh, because, you know, we've said countless times. Yeah, I've said it with Andrew. I said it by myself. I said it with my old co-host, Walker. Uh, Metro teams, it does not matter where they are in the standings. They always amp up their uh, intensity just a bit more when they play each other. You could be the first team playing against the last team or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Those games are going to be tough. And yeah, Columbus would absolutely love to play spoiler there. Rankings don't matter in Metro Division games uh, because these teams play super hard against each other. And this is going to be a fun season. Uh, One thing, we don't have as many back-to-backs as we did last year, which is something that I do think uh, will benefit the Hurricanes. and you know definitely be you know easier when watching a game uh for sure especially when you have the canes after dark stuff but that's one big takeaway here is there's not as many back-to-backs uh they do have some lengthy road trips uh for sure but i do definitely think that not having as many back-to-backs is really going to help them out this year yeah i agree especially the one interesting thing though is you know with the hurricanes looking at 
bringing probably having a three goalie setup this year with Frederick Anderson, Antti Ranta, and Pyotr Kachetkov, they're going to be pretty uniquely uniquely equipped to handle back-to-backs in that regard because you really, unless a guy just gets a shutout and is red hot and you just want to roll with him, you really shouldn't have to see a goalie playing back-to-back games this year. Yeah, or on but, back-to-back days, I mean. Obviously, yeah, they're going to start yeah, I know what you mean. games. Uh, yeah, I know what you meant there. But yeah, uh, they definitely are in a unique situation with that. And that's something that's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out. Obviously, we don't really know much of anything right now as far as how they're going to approach that, uh, what everyone's schedules are going to be looking like. And you know, we don't really know uh, as of right now. So we'll obviously talk about that more as the season draws closer. I really don't think we're really going to know much about that really until the season starts. And even then, half the time last season, I would say, oh, I think they're going to go with this person in goal and they go with the other one. So, I mean, you know, you, you just don't know with that. Uh, and then, of course, this is just uh, the schedules. Obviously, promo nights have not yet been announced, you know, whether it be a Star Wars night, kids night, you know, whatever. That stuff won't Bobblehead get announced. Nights. What was that? Bobblehead nights. They brought those back last no, year. No, they did. I'm. I, that was one thing I was going to mention of whether or not they do that again uh, this season. Yeah, we won't really know on that until uh, the season draws closer. Uh, I think, yeah, we'll kind of know that maybe in about September. Uh, but yeah, that's obviously you know, something that folks look forward to. I really hope they bring the bobbleheads back because that was freaking cool. Yeah, I, I would love to see a Brent Burns bobblehead this year. We do have, a I'm brief... surprised they didn't do that, honestly. Yeah. We do have maybe, a brief. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, maybe like they already had like stuff you know drawn up you know in advance for it, and you know they just you know couldn't get Brent Burns you know done for a bobblehead. But man, a Brent Burns bobblehead that'd be awesome, awesome. And then if they get Eric Carlson, get his like wizard mustache bobblehead. <laughs> Perfect. Do like a Brent Burns Wookie bobblehead for Star Wars night. Oh my God! Yes, they need to hire us. They need to hire us in the marketing department. That would be nice. We do have a brief update. Um, you know, we talked about Hurricanes development camp today is day one of the on ice sessions. Massimo Rizzo is the Hurricanes prospect that has been heavily rumored to be headed to Philadelphia for Tony D'Angelo, and he is on the ice for day one of development camp. This is from. My friend Ryan Henkel covers the Hurricanes from for the Hockey News. So an in, another interesting wrinkle in the whole will they, won't they with the Hurricanes and Tony D'Angelo that's going on right now. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, kind of feel, I mean, yeah, I don't know, you know, how how that stuff would necessarily work. Of you know, all right, you know, it's not done, so you know, you're gonna go. Uh, but also, yeah. You know, He's there, and we were already expecting this trade to have happened yesterday, and it hasn't happened. And he's there, so yeah, that 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 that's interesting. Uh, the fact that you know, he's there, he was you know, supposed to be the prospect involved in the trade. So we will obviously continue to talk about that it, that Tony D'Angelo trade as more information comes out. We'll talk about that as the week goes on, whether they do, whether they don't. Whatever it may be, we'll talk about that as well as any other moves that the Carolina Hurricanes decide to make 
and we will do that in uh, throughout the week. So make sure you're following the show along on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96 and Andrew on Twitter at a schnitt 53. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. And as always, let's go Canes.